we just had on Rachel Balkovic, awesome human, awesome woman, fantastic coach, and she'll go far in her path. And Gonzaga is killing USC. USC should not have won their last matchup. Um, quickly before we get to Nick Alvarez, a lot of whiners from last night with Beller taking that L. Listen, you should not have allowed the 19-0 run. Sure was the girl fouled, yeah. But you can say that when you freeze after anything. It's hard to judge in first-person action. And I love Gino Oriama's response for, Le- for, for LeBron James opening, opening his big fat mouth. Okay? Like, like, like LeBron has never had a game go his way because of a call. Like LeBron never done something like that. You know? Like, okay, yes, it's a foul, but so what? And also, just, just like the case you also said, you know? Big school, big team, they get those calls. Tom Brady gets those calls. You want to know who else gets those calls? LeBron James gets those calls. LeBron James has gotten so many of those calls in his life. Is he now going to get up on the podium and say, Well, I mean, I don't know why we're advancing to the NBA Finals. I clearly fouled, dude, bro. You know, we, we should be... Going into Game Seven of the what East, East Western Conference Finals right now, I don't know why we're still advancing. You know, so it's just so easy to say, so hypocritical again. If UConn don't go on that nineteen and zero run at that point, Baylor wins. So any Baylor Bear fan, save your tears, man. No one cares. To be honest, it is what it is, and. You shouldn't, you know, and like you said, don't go on that 19 run. And also, you know, if you have to where if you have to, um, if you have to blame the refs for that loss, then that's on you. Take the L. Take the L. <laughs> we are now here with one of the twins of your awesome Twin Talkings, Mr. Nick Alvarez. And we're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some baseball. We have baseball season in a couple of days, and we're hoping that we have a parade in in October because, you know, it hasn't happened in a long time. But first, you know, you and Chris play softball, James plays softball, so how excited are you for another year of softball? Oh my god, well, first of all, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having me on, first of all. Um, no problem, boss. I am, I am stoked. Um, we got rained down on Sunday, which really sucked because we were all, we were all really pumped to go out there and play. But um, man, I'm excited to get out there again and play softball, watch baseball. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good a couple months. I'm like Nick. What's going on, bro? It's um James. Y'all have the sports dudes. I'm on the purity, man. Listen, man. I was so excited. I was hyped. You know. I was, and then all of a sudden it rained. I was yeah. so disappointed. I was sad. But listen, this Sunday is going to be awesome. It's going to be good weather. I can't wait. And you know, you know, good podcast that you guys do. Twin Talking Yankees is fantastic. Anyone 
anyone that's listening to our podcast, go check out Twin Talk and Yankees. You guys drop that heat. So I, I got to jump into this question. I, I got it. I need you to help me because my co-host, Nick, oh, God. he hates Clint Frazier. He hates him. He don't like him. I'm a Clint Frazier fan. Been a Clint Frazier fan since, fan since day one. Do you think that Clint Frazier is going to play more games than Brett Gardner? Well, um, yes. This season, yes, I do. And here's here's the thing with Clint Frazier. It's he he recently got me. I wasn't on I wasn't really on the Clint Frazier wave um, until recently, until the spring. He put up some pretty good numbers and he showed some pretty positive stuff this spring, especially with the added pressure. I think he is definitely going to play more games than Gardy, but Gardy is always going to find his way to slither into the lineup somehow. We know this about Gardy. He's, he's going to... Gardy will have... Gardy will have at least 60 to 70 starts, I think. But Frazier will have more. Ooh. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Oh, Thank you. That hurts. Thank you. My heart. My heart. Um, you and your brother are the biggest, biggest Gary Sanchez fans that I will ever know in this life. And yeah. he started really hot this spring, but didn't yeah. end so hot. So, yeah. if he starts, yeah. and the first ten games of the season, he starts. Yeah. Three, four, let's say a week, hopefully six to seven starts. Let, let's say he starts four, four, 20 with one home run and two RBIs. What are you now saying going into game game 11 for Gary Sanchez? I, th- I think, I think first, first thing, I think it's really important for Gary if he's going to have a good year, he needs to start hot, right? Because we know that he's up and down, and when he's up, like, he's up. And when he's down, he's as down as down gets. Um, if I, I, would give it, I would give it up until about 20 to 25 games where I would start to get concerned, right? Because we can see Gary go into those slumps where it's eight, nine games where he looks lost. Um, and then he has a week where, where, he, where he has two five-ribby games, and then you know, he it looks like he can turn it around, but I think in the overall aspect, this season, generally speaking, is do or die for him. But I I will give it I'll give it about twenty games until I start to get nervous. Look, I, Chris and I we love Gary, love him, love him to death. But I mean, you know, we also love production, right? And we Yankee fans, we we love to win, and it's if. We saw that Higgy gave us a better chance in the playoffs, and we were all for it. Even though we loved Sanchez, we were all for it. But the key to him is he's got to start hot. So another Yankee that obviously has, I guess, a lot of pressure, two Yankees that have pressure to stay healthy, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Obviously, yeah. you saw the spring how Stanton's had a fantastic spring. And Aaron Judge had an okay spring, but um, Yankee Twitter was exploding, thought that Aaron Judge injured again, turned out he's just under the weather, he'll be playing on Thursday. Do you think that Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, I give the minimum of 120 games, so combine both 
So come for both. So combine both. Just give me 240 between the both of them because I know at some point they're both going to get hurt because it's a long season. Do you think um, Stan and Judge can relatively stay healthy for a full season? Because I know Judge wants that contract extension. Well, yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's it's huge for Judge. We've seen besides the Stan's never really been hurt besides when he's got hit in the hit in the face. Um, but we've seen Stan play full. Full seasons. He just had the unfortunate, you know, injury bug with the Yankees. Aaron Judge. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, we'll see. Look, I know that they said it wasn't a big deal yesterday, but we like we have a right to kind of freak out. I mean, usually they give us this kind of news, and then a week later he's on the IL for for six months. You know, um, do I think they're gonna play? I think it's key. Look, if we Chris and I say it a bunch on the podcast, if they get. If we get 140 games out of any of those guys, you can pencil in 40 to 45 home runs. You can pencil in 120, 130 ribbies. <laughs> you know, so, man, I, I, I would love for them to stay healthy. They, both of them look good so far. They do. They, they look healthy. Stan looks great. Um, Judge is moving around great. So, I mean, this is one of those situations where only time can tell, but let's hope for the best. Here's what I'm really afraid of. This year... Aaron Judge will play 130 to 140 games. He's going to hit 40-plus home runs. He's going to get you 100-plus RBIs. And, 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 and he's going to be okay in the postseason. Then he's going to sign a 5- to 7-year extension. 140 through $170 million. Yankees fans are going to come in their pants. They're all going to go crazy. You're going to have the press conference. Next year comes, tears his ACL, misses the whole season. Throughout the whole bulk of the stupid fucking extension, he's going to... He's gonna he's gonna play a, maybe a little more than Ellsbury. He'll play like two hundred and twelve games. That's my fucking fear with Aaron Judge. Yeah. So the thing is with that is that like there's leverage on both sides. There's leverage on the side for Aaron Judge where he says, "Look, look what I can do when I'm healthy. Like I'm the face of this team, whatever." And there's leverage on the Yankee side where they say, "Hey, you, you're not on the field enough. No, you're not on the field enough." If you, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's obviously this is his last year, but you got to show me some consistency in some way uh, for me to give you a long-term uh, big money deal. And I think he kind of has that in in his mind, right? We're talking about Aaron Judge. Like, he's, he's extremely humble. Um, I think he's one of those guys that wouldn't mind taking, like, it is what it is. He's still going to get paid, and as long as he stays in the box. I don't know, but listen, if he gets hurt this season, what the hell, what, like, what What happens then? Like, if he plays 40 games, what happens then? Is, I, I, I would assume... I, I trade him. I trade him next year. If he can't play a, a lot of games this year, I'm trading him. I gotta get something for him. Because why Why would you nope. send him? It's so it's so ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, at what point, at what point do, do the Yankees say, okay, like, enough's enough. Like, this guy is, this guy is excellent, but... You're only playing 30 games here, and I always say, I always say this, right? A good example is Robinson Cano, right? But put away all the PEDs and stuff. He played, I think he played under 150 games once in his entire Yankee career, right? Like that year, the same. Like that's the consistency that I, that I, that I look for in guys that are leaders and guys that I'm going to give big money to. You know, what I'm saying he hasn't proven that. He hasn't proven that once. 
So now I want to transition over, sticking with the Yankees, to now the pitching rotation. We know about Garrett Cole. Garrett, mm-hmm. Garrett Cole's the dog. He's the bulldog. Um, and the bullpen, I'm a little bit worried because Green hasn't had a good spring. Justin Wilson's hurt. Britain's on the IL. for He's going to be out for basically two and a half months. And Chapman can be inconsistent. Yeah. How can the Yankees tread water? Because outside of Garrett Cole, two, three, like the rest of the rotation, still a little bit question mark. And the bullpen is not much of a strength as it was in years past. Yeah. Well, look, the key, the key is, is going to be the health. And is you're not even looking at for health out of Tyon and got you know Kluber and Tyon. You need them to be absolutely spot on, uh, especially with everything that's going on with the bullpen. So now you have the pressure added added that onto them. And. Well, they need to be able to ride the wave everybody until Sevy comes back. Who knows what kind of situation Sevy's going to be thrown into because Sevy can come into a situation where um, he can come back nice and smooth because everybody's rock and rolling, led by Garrett Cole. Or he could be thrown into a situation where it's like save our season. You know you know what I'm saying? So it, it's the, the biggest thing is going to be health out of, out of our starting pitching because – they're going to need to pitch deeper into games if we're not going to be able to rely enough on our bullpen. I don't think we've seen enough from our bullpen to really be as confident as we want to be, you know? So, taking away 2005 and 2006, and Cano still played 132 and 122 games in those career, from 2007 till 2017 with the Mariners, he played 150 minimum. Yeah. From from that time end, he played one sixty one twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. He was a beast. No one will ever play that way now. And and yeah. and and that's why I didn't care if he didn't run hard to first base. Hell, G mm-hmm. Derek Jeter never never did that. He played. Mm-hmm. That's what we like. Yeah, and Bryce Harper runs like a madman. He slips on the base. He misses two three months. So you know mm-hmm. what? Give me games played. And stability over yep. 110 miles per hour. I'm sorry. I love I love the way you think there. I mean, great minds think alike. You're li- we're, I'm thinking the same way. I'm thinking longevity, especially if it if we're talking about a guy judge that's looking for some some money in a contract. You know what I'm saying? You gotta show me games played. Exactly, and I think that's more that's the most key thing for for Aaron Judge and for them. Um, I want to. What's the ceiling for the Yankees? Because every because everyone's already penciling Dodgers Yankees. I yeah. want to go there, but I'm yeah. hesitant to go there because somehow, some way, there's there's a team that's gonna knock the yeah. Yankees. I mean, last year was the Rays. Mm-hmm. A year before that was the Astros. Then the Red Sox. Then the Astros again. Are, yep. Is this the year that the Yankees can finally make the World Series? Uh, look, I mean, man, I, I'd be, I'd be ashamed of myself if I said no, you know what I'm saying? So I have to say yes, but here, here's the thing, right? Like the Rays, the Rays kind of kicked our ass, uh, in the ALDS. They, they really kind of gave it to us. You, you mentioned the Astros as well. And, and we lost to Boston in 2018. Um, it's going to be, we, we need to get over that hump. And there are some good teams, right? The, the Twins, everybody 
Nobody's really talking about the Twins, but they're, they're a team that's definitely going to be in the playoffs. Chicago, let's see if they can put it together. You know, you never know what you're going to get out of Houston. So I think it's important. Of course I'm going to say I want my Yanks to go all the way up. You got, like earlier you said, we need a parade. Like, I'm trying to go to a parade for sure. But we also need to get over the hump. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of the Rays. I'm scared of the A's. I'm scared of the Twins. Um, and we can't beat ourselves, and pitching is going to be king. But let's hope. I will be that guy. Um, I want the Yankees to do it, but if if you put a gun to my head and sit, uh-huh. and and my answer means me surviving or dead, and if and if the guy says, "Hey, do you think the Yankees are winning the World Series this year?" I'm saying hell no. I'm not even saying no. I'm saying hell no because no. because they don't have they don't have DJ LeMayu batting one through nine. So, which means they are constantly, constantly going for 440-plus feet. They are going for a home run or bust. That's what they're going for. So, since DJ can't play 1 through 9 and bat 1 through 9 in the lineup, there's going to be a lot of strikeouts. The Yankees will probably lead the AL in home runs with 240-plus, but the Yankees will also, every single Yankee that that that's doing that will have at least seventy five to one hundred and fifty home runs. So when you do yeah. that in the regular season, sure that will get you ninety plus wins. Why? Because they're playing a lot of bad teams, and there's there there's a lot of bad baseball in the American League. It's not that great. Let's be honest. So yeah. until that changes, and also look at consistency and and taking away the garbage cans and the the the, the stuff with the Astros. Where's the running scoring position? I don't see it. They don't exist. They moved out. There's no timely hits. And postseason success, minus the wild card home runs from Aaron Judge, how has he done in his postseason career? I get it. He's never missed a postseason game, and that's pretty important. But, but, and, and, and that's why also, if the Yankees ever did have a captain, he shouldn't be one. Because he can say the captain stuff, but if he's not playing like a captain, what's it matter? If Derek Jeter said, we're winning this game. You bet your ass. Not only will the Yankees win, Derek Jeter would have went three for five, a home run, and four RBIs. So until the Yankees can hit with men getting past second base, they are never ever going to win a World Series. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. We it looks like this is how the typical inning for the Yankees go in the in the postseason, right? Um, DJ Lemayu will get on in the first inning, and then it'll be. You know, a, a, fly, a, a fly out, a strikeout, and then it'll be a nine pitch at bat, a walk, and then they'll walk the bases loaded, and then Voight or somebody will strike out with the with the bases loaded, and then it'll be the second inning, the same thing, right? We'll just, guys will get just get five at bats because we leave seventeen runners on uh, every single postseason game, and it's just even when it, you kind of ex- and in a point we kind of expect too much of the DJ LeMahieu because when he doesn't get that big hit. We're like, oh, damn, you know, but this guy can't do it all. I, I agree exactly. with you wholeheartedly. We need, we need guys that are going to put the ball in play. That's why I love Gio Urshela. I mean, I think I, w- I was arguing with my buddy the other day, and I was saying, look, if we're if there's two uh, two outs, runners on second and third, and I'm down by one, I kind of want Gio up over Aaron Judge in, in a sense, right? Because Contact. there's, like, the base is open. You know Gio's going to put the ball, the bat on the ball. Um, but what, your point about about the captain, I, I wanted to just say one thing on that. 
when when you want a team captain, you want a guy that goes out there to war with you, with you, right, every single day. Like, he's the one that leads you out of the dugout every single day, right? Derek Jeter was the first one that would get out of the dugout, turn around and say, let's get it, boys, and everybody would follow him. You, you can't do that if you're judged because you're just hurt, you know? You're just hurt 60% of the time. So, you know, it, the captain talk is the same thing about a contract talk. I don't want to hear no captain talk with with Aaron Judge until you give me three years of at least 130 games played, and then like the the, the conversation will be re- revisited, you know. So obviously, you look at the landscape of baseball, and then then we'll get into football in a bit. You look at the landscape of baseball. You look at how obviously we said it before: the Yankees are the best team in the American League, but they got to show us they can get over the hump. If the Yankees get over the hump, you got the National League, which is loaded. You got the Dodgers, you got the Pirates, yeah. you got the Braves, you got the Mets, you got the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So, as a Yankee fan, because all three of us are Yankee fans, we know that the Dodgers are a team that I wouldn't want to face. But who are the other teams in the National League, if you're a Yankee fan, you would have a much better chance going up against the Cardinals, the Braves, the Mets? Who are, yeah. those, um, who are those teams you would prefer to face? Who, who I would prefer to face? Yes, exclude the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are just stacked. Oh, man. I think, I don't know. Um, that's a very, that's an excellent question. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Mets, right? I'm looking at the Mets. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Nationals, too. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be more... Who I would prefer to face? Yes, who would you prefer? That's soft because, I mean, it's the, they're all so good. Who I would, I would probably have to go the Nat. The, mm. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> oh man, I don't need you can. I can probably answer that better for the AL because, I mean, for the NL, just just by looking at it, they're loaded with power pitching. Right, the Mets are loaded with power pitching. Uh, and you know what? If there's a team I prefer to face, it'd probably be the Braves, just because of the inexperience, um, especially in their in their pitching staff. But I, I'd stay away from the Mets, the Padres, um, even the Nationals, because those are teams of power, right-handed pitchers, and that's a huge, huge. That's the Yankees' kryptonite. That's that's the one problem with the Nationals, right? They they don't got Rendon protecting Soto anymore. So from one through nine lineup wise, you want the Nationals, but then you see who who they got taking the hill, and it's like fuck that shit. And yeah. you're right. I'd rather choose the Braves, e- even though their rotation. I gotta be honest. W- when I see those four young talented arms, I'm thinking, hey, Glavin. Maddox, Smoltz, uh, Kevin Millwood. That's what I'm thinking. So I, I think right now, go get them, take take them out, you know, for home runs. But I think in a couple years from now, and 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 when they're still in the same rotation, I think they'll be the best rotation in baseball. Oh yeah, they're gonna be brutally, brutally tough to face in a couple years. That's why I like to, I prefer to face them now because their lack of experience. Every other team has that experience. I mean, besides really San Diego, but they have players with the experience. Um, but the Braves lack that experience, so I'd rather face them. Now, 
now I want to switch over to football. Um, now, Nick, mm, you're, 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 a, you're a Jets fan, right? I'm like, um, I have like a weird history when it comes to like NFL like fans, right? Like I'm a Jet Giant fan, but I was, I was like the biggest Peyton Manning fan in the entire world. Got I was like you. a Colt fan and then a Bronco fan. I'm like, like a general fan. Got you, but you're a football fan. So now I gotta ask this. Obviously, you saw the Super Bowl. Um, sports dude Nick is a big New England Patriot fan, I'm, and I'm sure, yes. just like America, you love, you watch Super Bowl. You saw Patrick Mahomes get absolutely killed, and Tom yes. Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl. We know Brady is the goat. So my question is, if you're Brady, you got seven rings. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You can retire tomorrow, and Kansas mm-hmm. gonna be waiting for you in five years. What motivates Brady to just keep playing? You got everything you want. You got yeah. the accolades. You got the rings. You got everything you want. You took you took two franchises and made them relevant. What more do you yeah. need? What's I think I think it's just that drive, man. That drive to be great. I, there's that awesome quote that I think it's from Tom Brady. I'm not sure where it's from, but he said, "You know what's better than the first ring? Like the next one." Like yeah. so, he's just has he just has that never ending drive to go out and get it. I mean, you gotta respect the guy. And you know what's even crazier is that like we're living through this moment where we're watching this unfold, like like before our eyes. And it, it brings up the question: Can Mahomes ever catch him? Especially after the last one, Brady won. I'm not sure. That's gonna be a tough one. He's gonna have to win at least five rings to talk about. When. Derek Jeter retired, you know, one of the questions was, how did you know this was it? You know, et cetera, et cetera. He was like, uh, it, it started becoming work. You know, the preparation was harder, getting older, you gotta, you gotta do more. You know, you know, instead of me coming to the stadium four hours before the game, I'm now here six. So that's why Brady still keeps playing. This is, this is not work for him. He loves to prep. He loves looking at the teams. He loves looking at game film. He loves throwing footballs all the time. He, almost no other professional athlete takes care of his body more than him. So sure, he's he's 43. Sure, he's going to turn 44 very shortly. But with him being a quarterback. Now, if he was any other position, he'd retire six years ago. Um, let's, oh, yeah. let's, let, let's not make that mistake, but because if he gets breathed on, it's rough in the passer, it's 15 yards, it's five yard penalty, it's first down, and that's like that with any quarterback, um, so, and also, he takes the hits really well, he throws the ball away, he, he falls down well, he's only had one significant injury in his whole entire career, that, that's a part of it too, so, if you look at Mahomes, he's been concussed, He's he's gonna run. He's gonna take a lot of hits. He's gonna take yes. more hits than he's gonna want to. So at some point, if he wants to have even half them Brady's career and play fifteen years, he's gonna have to come to be a more more of a pocket quarterback too. And once Mahomes becomes a pocket quarterback, that takes away most what makes him special. So he may only play ten years. So he may only get to three total rings. And if it's three to seven, counting the 0-2 against the postseason, Mahomes can never be in the goal conversation. No, 
He, he can't. And that's a good point that you bring up is the fact that Mahomes is running all over the place and stuff. And that's, you know, I never really thought about that is that they play two totally different games, right? They're two, they are two in the category of like, like gunslingers, right? Like, like uh, dissectors and like gunslingers. Yep. Uh, but Mahomes has that, that agility to him and it kind of puts him at more risk. Whereas Brady just sits, he just sat back and he's, Really, all, all Brady's been doing for the last 15 years is, besides when he had Randy Moss, was five-step drop and dump off over the middle or, or, or hit or hit his number three guy, you know, in, in, in the flat. So it's been more of just sit back and relax with Tom Brady, and he's found, found a way to be successful with it. So now I'm going to stick to the locals, starting with the Jets and the Giants. Um, if you're the Jets... You saw Justin, um, Zach Wilson's um, pro day. He looked good from reports. Justin yeah. Fields had an amazing pro day from all reports. Yeah. So, first with the Jets, do you go Zach Wilson or do you go Justin Fields? And for the Giants, since they signed Kenny Galladay, they signed Dory Jackson, do you go best player available at number 11? So, starting with the Jets and then the Giants. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna switch that up real quick and go Giants just because I just think flat out that they should go the best player there, right? They're not gonna make any changes um, at quarterback or any other really uh, huge positions, especially after the signing. But I think the important point is with the Jets, right? Uh, Fields look great today. I think he ran the second fastest forty um, behind RG three, right, in like the modern era or something like that. Oh, man, but, I mean, Zach Wilson looked great. Here's the thing with pro days, right? It reminds me of, like, looking at Jason Dominguez doing front toss, right? He looked, They look spectacular um, at these pro days, but it's not, like, game – it's not game-time decisions. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Zach Wilson. I think if I'm the Jets, I go, I go with Wilson because of the fact that he played in a different system – Right where he didn't have so much around him, and he excelled so much, which kind of shows me that he has what it takes. Um, but also, we're talking about the Jets, right? This is a system that's that is really, let's just be honest, is shit, right? It's a god awful system, god awful, you know, management, in my opinion. And whoever comes is going to have a, a tough job to handle both. Because who's around him as well, so we'll see. But if I'm, if I'm the Giants, I'm, gonna, I'm going Wilson at two. All right, um, I'm going to go back to a little baseball. If James wants to stay on football, he can. Our shortstop is Glaber Torres. And everyone got excited over his range at short, fielding very good. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's see if he can do this when it actually counts. And their nerves are there. There's pressure. My dream shortstop. And Yankee fans might, might, might not like this. They might want to put some earmuffs. I would oh. love Carlos Correa as the, oh. the New York Yankee shortstop. He would be so good offensively. He'd be so good defensively. It would get Kleber at second. And then we can either trade Voight or Gio. Whichever one, it doesn't matter. But it gives us better defensively. And it makes the lineup more first, more, more crisper. Who plays first, Lemayhew? Uh, that that that's why you would trade Voight or Geo. So if you trade Geo, DJ plays first. If you if you if you trade Geo, DJ plays third. So it depends either. But but it just gets Glaber out of short. Make 
makes him a better defensive second baseman, easier throws, less errors, and and it gets you Correa. And people may not like Correa. Pe- people may think he's the cockiest person in the world, and maybe he is. But he is goddamn good. And if you put him in the Yankees, he's 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 gonna he's he's gonna be there. You're you're gonna get a good defensive shortstop. He's gonna hit. He hits in the postseason as well. So that's just a big bonus. And he's still young. It's it's it's, it's not like you're getting old shortstop. So let me ask you: Would you? What do you think about Corey Seager over Carlos Correa? The reason why I didn't bring that up because I truly don't think the Dodgers are gonna let him go. Um, if if, gonna, if you the, give me a choice, if I could choose any of the shortstops, then I then then Seager would be my first choice. I don't know. I think the Yankees have more of a chance in 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 signing Seager because I like the idea, right? I like the general idea of moving Glaber back over to his natural position. You can move DJ. I would even keep Rochelle and Voit would probably be the odd man out. I'm sorry, Voit. Um, <laughs> But I'm also looking for that lefty bat, right? If you slide Corey Seager in, you get him to a decent deal, right? Because he's an amazing shortstop. Well, oh, he's also series MVP, so he's been in the limelight. You slide that lefty bat into the Yankees lineup, and we're talking about a totally different lineup than I think with uh, Carlos Correa in it. Because oh, I'm no knock to Correa. I mean, I don't really like the fucking guy, but you, I, I, you gotta accept a good hitter when you when you see it. But I still think the Yankees overall would be better with Corey Seager over Carlos Correa. Okay, um, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick to football. Nick's gonna stick to baseball. So I'm gonna throw back with football. Um, let's be honest, Daniel Jones. Um, he has a fumbling problem. Um, he obviously um, he kind of regressed in his second year. To be honest with you. With the way that he, um, with the way that he performed, even though he was injured, but now with all those weapons, um, with all with everything he got now, will do you think Daniel Jones is going to make the playoffs? Ooh, um, you know what? I'm going to go out on a loop here, ready, and I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to even say it's going to be next year because look at the window in that division, right? You're hoping for. Really, your only competition is going to be Dallas with a healthy Dak, right? So, and you have to bank on Dak coming back and be and being a hundred percent. So, I'm going to go out of here and I'm going to say yes. I think I think that Daniel Jones and the Giants will get to the playoffs definitely before the Jets, and it will be next season. Boom! Wow. Um, right now we know 25 out of the 26 man roster. With the additions added of Michael King and Nick Nelson and Tyler Wade. Yes. Who do you think will be the 26th man? Do you think it will be a 14th pitcher? Or do you think it will be a 5th man on the bench? That's a very good question. You know, that's actually a very good question. I don't know if it's going to be a pitcher because of the off days that we have. Especially in the first couple weeks. However, it very well could be. Um, so wait, we have right now, oh yeah, because they have Tyler Wade, Michael Wade, King, King Nelson, um, you're, you're gonna have the, the regular bullpen, you'll, and, and, and they'll also need a spot for Chapman for the first two games, uh, yes. you know, you got, uh, I'm not sure if Lawazi will make it, but he might end up making it as well, 
and you know, I don't know. But who would let's go with who let let's go with who would you want to see make it, and and who do you think will make it? I'd like to see this guy Lutke make it. How do you say his name? Lutke. I think it's L U E T G E. I think. Lutke. I like to see him make it. I mean, he's pitched lights out. There's a spot open, especially with our the, the uh, you know our bullpen guys going down a bunch. I like to see him make it. You also like to see. I mean, I'm a big fan of lefty bats. I'm not the biggest fan of Tyler Wade. I know what he brings to the table. Um, and I know that they signed Dietrich and Torinos back to the alternate site. So it's going to be interesting. However, I think, thinking a little more into it, I think they're going to use that for another bullpen arm. And it'll be just a guy that's just ace guy, you know, a guy that has to go in there in the second or third inning, like, for just-in-case purposes. So sticking with football, um, um, so if the Giants make the playoffs, is it going to be as a division winner or a wild-card winner? Ooh, um... Divisional winner. I think. I think. You know what? I really think that they can win their division, right? Like, like I think the if, if if Dallas doesn't play up to really, and that's Dallas's motto is they don't really play up to their standards that they do every single season. Um, so I think the window's open. I think they win the division next year. If I'm a betting man, I I go put a bet on the on the Giants winning the division. All right, we we know what the starting pitching is going to be for the first six games, and I think a bulk of the Yankees' success rides on a total of two guys that combined through one inning last year in Major League Baseball. Um, so I think the better scenario for the Yankees is if everyone does what what, what they're supposed to do, because if that happens. That puts pressure on Severino to, to be successful. Because now he's going to have to think, how do I earn my spot back? So if they're all pitching really well, even though Sevy might then take Montgomery out of the rotation, it just makes it better. So besides Garrett Cole, because we all know he's our guy, who do you yeah. think is going to be the best starter this year for the New York Yankees? All right, all right. I, that's an excellent question, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jordan Montgomery. I, I'm gonna go with Jordan Montgomery, and here, I think he has. We've seen this spring; he's got wipeout stuff, right? And this is also a guy that we've seen and we talked about the last couple of years, and we're trying to see those strides. I think this season he makes those strides, and and he's honestly a wipeout guy. Because we're gonna we're gonna need the innings out of him, that's for sure, right? I don't think there's yeah. gonna be an innings limit on him this season, um, and we're gonna need all of him for every single start for for as long as we can ride him for. And if he's successful, if, he, if he's pitching the way that he's pitching now, uh, we can't ask for more. And he's gonna be he could be a top he could be a top ten pitcher in the AL if he's if he's pitching the way he is now. So football. Is, is it inevitable we're going to have a Chiefs-Tampa Bay Bucks rematch in, in the next Super Bowl, which will be taking place in L.A.? And if that's the case, I might have to make my reservations to L.A. <laughs> are we going to see it? You know, are, the question is, like, are we not going to see it? Like, I really think that's, that's all there is to offer. I mean, you have Green Bay a little bit. 
But who's going to knock down the Chiefs in, in, in the AFC? I, I don't see anybody doing it in the in the in the near future. Maybe Baltimore if they get lucky. You know, Tennessee's window is closing after this season. You know, it could be. But until Brady retires, you you have to pencil him in to the Super Bowl, right? Whether it's in the AFC or the NFC. So it's going to be Brady and, and somebody. So I, again, if I'm a betting man. I'm going Chiefs box, baby. I, I, I thought Brady winning it again. Fuck it. That would be so great because not only would that give him eight, that would give him three and zero in the postseason against Mahomes, and that would also mean Mahomes can win a total of nine rings past Brady. But you know what? Because Brady, because Brady has the three and zero postseason record against Mahomes. That that makes Mahomes not the goat. Cause how could you be a goat when you didn't beat the guy who you just passed? Um, a lot of people, a lot of people are not worried about Garrett Cole, and I am because when you tell me seventy-seven innings last year, and now he's potentially expected to to skyrocket between one sixty through two hundred plus innings. That scares me. You have this guy for five to six more years, a long time, a big contract, a whole lot of money. So if if you're the manager of the New York Yankees, how are you going about Garrett Cole, right? Because you, you, you would like to let him loose, let's say, around yeah. July. So how are you making it work April through June? Yeah, you know that's that's another good question. You guys are coming with some excellent questions. The, the thing the thing with Garrett Cole is going to be they need to find the middle ground, right? Because again, it, everything's going to fall on the shoulders of how effective Tyon and Kluber are, right? Because we need Garrett Cole to beat Garrett Cole, and we also need him to carry our pitching staff if Kluber and Tyon aren't on. So Kluber and Tyon are of the old Kluber and Tyon. It'll take that pressure off Garrett Cole, and therefore we'll, the usage can kind of go down a little bit. But if we're in some tight games in the beginning of the season, who, who else can you turn to? It, it needs to be Garrett Cole, right? And what scares me even more is that Garrett's the guy that's going to say, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Right. Right? And then what's going to come October, when we need him to throw those eight-inning shutouts, is he's going to run out of gas. So it, it, the toughest thing for Aaron Boone is going to be having to find that middle ground between how much he needs Garrett Cole and how much he wants to use uh, Garrett Cole. That's why it's important to have spot starts to give Garrett Cole a rest so he doesn't have to get these innings. So that's yes. why it's, that's why a Debbie is important. That's why when Luis Severino comes back, that's why he's important. Hopefully when Clark Schmidt is, is um, fully healthy, that's why he's important. It's important yep. to have arms and have depth so that this way you don't you can preserve Garrett Cole's innings so when the playoffs does start, then you can have him let loose and throw eight inning shutouts, you know. Because if the Yankees are gonna win the World Series, you gotta match his innings. So if game one he's throwing like, you know, a shutout in eight innings and you bring in Chapman in or bring in Britain and you're good. Your bullpen's rested for game two. So yep. That that leads me into this question. If the you know you guys brought up um you guys brought up heading in the postseason, 
and I think that's the Yankees' biggest Achilles heel. So mm-hmm. how can the Yankees hit in the postseason when they're trained to be power hitters and just hit for the fences instead of just being smart like how the Rays are by being contact hitters? Yeah. Um, look, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the individual hitters' mentality, right? Um, because when DJ comes to the plate, you can just tell when it's a two-strike, he has a totally different approach and everything. <clears throat> I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they might even be being told, yo, go out there, and if you strike out, you strike out, but I'm looking for a three-run bomb from you. You know what I'm saying? I think I think the whole game in general has veered away from that old-school DJ, like, and we're, and we're seeing to- like totally less of it. I mean, in, in the playoffs... The, the coach in me is going to tell him, sure enough, uh, sure enough, stay in there and attack with two strikes. Anything close you got to swing at. A lot of the times we're seeing our guys go down, two strikes, runners on base, fastballs down the middle. They're not, they're, you know, they're not attacking. The, the early fastballs, these guys are coming up throwing flamethrowers. So I think it's a matter of them just slowing down the game. And just bringing back the fundamentals, right? See the ball, hit the ball. That's all it is. Yankees are over on their 95.8 wins for this regular season. Do you think they'll go over that or under? Over. Over. I'm going over. I'm going like, I think I'm going to go 97 and 65. Um, you, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna parallel two sports together. Obviously, um, you're seeing in the NBA everyone building super teams. You're seeing the Brooklyn Nets becoming a super team. Let's let's let, let's sign all the best players and put them on the team and let's go win the championship. You know, yeah. in baseball, how hard is it to? I feel like baseball is harder to build a super team. Like, is it is it harder in baseball to get, ah, you know what, let me get a Mike Trout, put him here. Let me get a Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom, put it here. Um, let me get a Tim Anderson, put it here. Like, how much harder is it to build a super team in baseball than it is in basketball? Well, I think it's much, much, much harder, especially in the aspect of, like, the difference in the physical aspects of the sport. Right and and basketball, these like these guys are just freak athletes. Right, I'm not saying baseball players aren't, but it's a different as- athlete to be a basketball player than it is, you know, to be a baseball player. And I also think what has a lot to do with it too is the longevity of the season. Right, so so many things come into play, so many more things come into play in a baseball season than come in a basketball season. So when when you see all these teams in the MLB try and do it, right? The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Padres. And it works most of the time, right? But then sometimes it doesn't. Look at the Angels. The Angels tried to do it. The Tigers tried to do it with the Verlander, the Scherzer, the, the Miggy, the Victor Martinez, the J.D. Martinez, you know, when they went for nuts with all those guys. Um, so I think it's, it's more of a gamble in baseball than it is in basketball because of the physical aspect. Now, this is a little bit of a fun hypothetical question. With the 29 other Major League Baseball teams, if you could take any player, take them away from that team, and put them on the Yankees, who would it be? But with taking that player and and whatever position he is, 
you are now subtracting that player from the Yankees. The player that he, that he would take the position of? Yeah, so it's like, for example, if you're choosing bets, we now, we now no longer have Aaron Judge. Yeah. Oh, well, so if I choose a starting pitcher, do we get rid of Cole, or can it be any, any starting? You know what, I won't choose you a get, you get You get rid of that level. So if you if you were to get if you were to take Jacob Degrom, yes, we we will lose Garrett Cole. Oh man, I think I mean you gotta go Mike Trout. I'm sorry, Aaron Hicks, adios, buddy. You gotta go Mike Trout. But in the in the in the sake of funness, let me see. I love Francisco Lindor. I really really do. I love. Oh, actually. No, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this is going to be a fucking an answer out of left field, but I'm going to go Josh Bell. I'm going to go Josh Bell, the switch hitting first baseman recently acquired by the Nationals. Okay. I love, I love Josh Bell. I mean, for me, and I'm going to make this quick, I would probably, um, I would go, and you're not going to like this, Nick, I'm uh, going to go Correa and... You say bye bye. To, say bye bye to Glaber. That's that's just me. Uh, now, if it's bro, me, bro, if bro. it's me, I'm saying adios, Gary Sanchez, and give me uh, JT Realmuto. That's okay. a good one. That's a good one. I like that's, that. That is a good one. I should have thought of that. Um, um, Nick, before we get you out of here, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you some quick rapid fire. You ready? Uh, I'm born ready, baby. Let's go. Stay healthy. That's fair. That's I had fair. a modifier a little bit. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Going, go, going back to your, you know, ALCS thing of the Twins. What would you say? And may, and maybe this would make the Yankees wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is your first thought when it's Yankees Twins ALCS game six? Mm-hmm. The Twins are now going to the World Series. And they break the postseason curse against the Yankees. And they are now in the World Series. How, how would you feel as a Yankee fan being beat by them? And do you think it would make the Yankees wake up and just say, you know what? Let's just spend a whole lot of fucking money. Or how can we change? Are we too analytical? I mean, yes, the Yankees are too analytical, in my opinion. That's straight. That's straight off the bat. If if we get beat by Minnesota, if we get beat by anybody this year, I'm going to be pissed. But especially by Minnesota, right? If it's another team other than Boston, Houston, and Tampa, now if it's Minnesota, who else is going to be? But like the fucking America round for everybody to come, like to get the World Series, all you have to do is beat the Yankees. You know, it's it's, it's garbage. But man, I. I would be pitched. It's it would just it's just something to think about. I don't even want to. I, I just want to face Minnesota in the CS because I don't believe in their pitching, right? I don't I don't yeah. think that they're pitching. The, like I am not scared of their pitching at all. They had the Uber driver, uh, you know. <laughs> it's like I don't know what the hell was going on. We, we killed them in that series. They don't really have any any intimidating pitchers. That's why in a seven game series, I think toe to toe with their offense, a healthy Yankees. Can can absolutely destroy Minnesota. Before we get you that, absolutely, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, promote Twin Talk Yankees, Nick, and tell tell our listeners where they can catch the podcast that you that you guys do. So promote that. Yes. Well, first off, first off, I have to give you guys kudos. Um, you guys do awesome work here, man, and you guys thank you, you guys ten day in and day out. It's awesome to listen to. Um, so I have to give you guys kudos for, you know, really doing some good work. Excellent question. And you guys always have some good hosts on. I mean, uh, some good guests on. And you guys are good about um, some interesting content. So kudos to you guys first. Uh, you can find Chris and I on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on our new YouTube page. They're all at Twin Talk Yanks. Uh, you can find me on my individual Instagram at NLV09. Again, that's Twin Talk Yanks uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Talk Yanks. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure speaking with you guys tonight. Awesome stuff. You guys, we have to have you guys on for sure on, on, our, on our podcast. 